0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, welcome back to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Chris Biederman. We had a pretty special guest on the pod today, a quick conversation with 49ers tight end George Kittle. You may have heard of him. Uh, He came on. We talked about Trey Lance a little bit. We talked about what he's doing with USAA. Sounds like some uh, good stuff for a really good cause. And uh, just wanted to remind you guys to check out our event August 13th coming up uh, a week from Friday, the night before the 49ers first preseason game. We're doing an event, a live Q&A at Cooperage Brewing Company. We made the Candlestick Chronicles beer with them. It actually sold out, but there is beer saved for the event, so you will be able to get it at Cooperage in Santa Rosa uh, if you haven't already. We're going to have a live Q&A there. Matt Mayoko, Matt Barrows, Tracy Sandler, Nick Wagner, Kyle Madsen, myself, Jennifer Lee Chan, we're all going to be there taking your questions for a live Q&A event. Uh, and it, it's going to benefit the Redwood Empire Food Bank, a, a charity near and dear to my heart um, from uh, from Santa Rosa, my hometown. So, uh, yeah, check out Cooperidge, August 13th, Friday, 7 p.m., live Q&A, Candlestick Chronicles, Hazy IPA. Uh, you can drink it and you can enjoy it while listening to us talk about football for a good cause, benefiting the Redwood Empire Food Bank. So check it out. All right. We got George Kittle coming up right now.
2: Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles.
1: All right, we are back, and very happy to welcome back San Francisco 49ers All Pro tight end George Kittle, returning to Candlestick Chronicles. George, welcome back. How does it feel to be the first ever player to return as a guest on this podcast?
2: Wow, I'm I'm the first ever to return. Yeah, Is that does that say more about you guys, or does that say more about me being a nice guy?
1: <laughs> you know, what, maybe a little I'm bit of a both. Back. Makes, you I'm and ha- Tabor Pepper are I'm actually, happy to be back. Yes appreciate how appreciate you coming back oh, on yeah. you and tabor pepper are the only guys to uh to come on this pod um from the team so you're in you're in pretty prestigious company here
2: i like that uh you know i've had a fun offseason table and me got compared a couple times it was pretty funny like, how so a long how so or how do we get compared
1: yeah how, how who compared you I think got
2: called a walmart version. yeah I think he got called a walmart version of me it was pretty funny
1: oh yeah i remember Someone that, that. Uh, not me that's that's pretty funny well i enjoyed that it was fun so you know how's camp going (laughs) so far how are how are you feeling physically um it seems like there's sort of a a renewed energy about the team you can see it at at practice and I, i think there are a few different reasons for that but just how's the first week of camp been so far for you
2: uh first week of camp uh it's it's just fun to be back out on the field with the guys honestly um I'm excited that we're back in shoulder pads. We're actually playing football again. Um, that's my favorite thing. Um, you know, OTAs is just, just kind of a tease because, you know, you're practicing stuff. There's not really a you – know, the, the first game is still months away, so it's really just a tease, and you're not in pads or anything. But um, now that we're back and, we, you know, we have, a, we have I think we have a preseason game next Sunday. or Yeah, I think next Sunday. Uh, just like looking forward to football being back, I and mean, we have a game tonight too. Which, there's a game tonight too, which is awesome. I can't wait to watch that. And um, but yeah, I mean the overall vibe of the team is, you know, it's good. Um, guys are coming out, we're practicing hard. Um, guys are getting better. Um, guys are flying around. It's just it's fun to see that. You can tell how much like this season means to guys, and how much guys want to win. So I'm I'm excited to be a part of a team like this that has this competitive um, nature to them. It's really fun.
1: So I have to ask you about. Trey Lance and I know that you know the messaging from (laughs) I know I know that the messaging from from Kyle Shanahan has been um, very much to the point that you know this isn't a quarterback competition yet and I understand why he's saying that because I mean you've been a rookie right like rookies don't get anointed early really no matter who they are or uh, what position they play or things like that but just watching Trey Lance on the field, it just feels a little bit different. Is that something that you and your teammates are are recognizing in the moment that like, yeah, we're not going to anoint this guy yet, but you got to admit he's off to a pretty good start so far.
2: Oh yeah. Trey's off to a great start. I mean, I love watching him play football. Uh, I loved watching. I loved watching his uh, North Dakota state highlights. I mean, he, he's a baller. He, He really is. It's fun to watch him play football. And yeah, I mean, when I, I mean, the crazy thing to me is that he turned 21 during OTAs, and when I turned 21, I was still in college Iowa trying to figure out a way to get on a college football field, and he is uh, in the NFL on the San Francisco 49ers. So we're in much different, different spots than uh, when I was that age. But uh, what thing that Trey's doing at an exit level is uh, I think he, he's like a sponge right now. He is taking in all the information, whether it's good or bad, and he's filtering it out and he's learning you know, how to be a better football player every single day and you know, learning how to take care of his body so he can continue to play at a high level. Um, and I, I think he's very responsible and mature for his age. So it's uh, it's fun to, you know, have conversations with him. Um, you can definitely tell um, I it's, he's one of the first people that's made me feel like I'm 27 and he's 21 um, <laughs> in a good way. Uh, it's fun, though, to just have conversation with him. But, you know, I, I like watching him play football. He's got an absolute cannon, And I like guys that take risks, you know, even if he – to throw an interception and the ball gets batted down, he's going to sling it in there. And I I really appreciate that
1: about him. So there have been situations like this in the NFL where you have an incumbent quarterback um, and a team finds a potential replacement or potentially another option at that position. And in some cases it doesn't play well within the locker room. Um, and that's just a fact of football, whether that's pro football or, or high school football, there's a certain level of, of politics that, that can be involved. But in observing you guys, and albeit, you know, we don't get access to the locker room yet. So our, our conversations with you guys have been pretty limited. But it seems like you guys have an infrastructure in terms of veteran leadership <clears throat> and just the, those core players, including yourself, that you know, can handle a situ- situation like this and whatever awkwardness might arise. I, I-, I just, I bring that up because I want to ask like, what's that dynamic like in the locker room? How are you guys all dealing with it? Um, and-, and what are you guys doing to ensure that it isn't an awkward situation?
2: Uh, it really hasn't, I don't think I've noticed any awkwardness. Um, like that's, you're, you're like the fourth or fifth person to ask about that, like what the locker room's like. I couldn't tell a difference between, this year and like two years ago, like, and like, cause last year was weird. Just like, it was all the COVID regulations, like you're every other locker, like everyone's super spaced out. You don't have conversations with guys and this year feels a little bit more like football. So like, it feels like more the, you know the family style in the locker room. guys are all hanging out talking. Um, so like, that's a big part of the locker room and I haven't really noticed anything. I think that's a testament to, uh, you know, both, you know, Jimmy for being a professional and being an adult, because I don't know, I mean, I don't know why you'd want to make it awkward like you out there and you just, you're living your dream life. You're compete your, compete your tail off every single day. And you know, what you should put on, the, what you put on tape is really ultimately up to you. Um, and so I think uh, we have a team full of guys that understands that. and uh, Luckily we also have guys like Kyle and John um, who brought in good players um, and filled our locker room with good guys and high talent, high character guys. And um, you know, that allow us just to continue to operate at a high level and, um, there's not really any of the, the awkward situations. There's nothing like that. And I think Trey and Jimmy have a very unique um, relationship. Um, and I think they – I mean, I watch them. They go to meetings together. They talk. They always have fun with each other. So, um, you know, there's not really any awkwardness out there for me. Um, I mean, yeah. No, I just I just see a normal locker room with uh, football players in it Better, just trying to get better single day. So, Jimmy, like
1: how – did you t- – talk to jimmy immediately after they they made the trade were those i mean i'm assuming you're not going to tell me exactly what he told you but it, it's you know i asked mike McGlinchy, <laughs> i asked mike mcglinchey the same question and he was like yeah i didn't really have to like reach out to jimmy like jimmy's an adult and and he's handling it fine did, did you get the same vibe and and just you know what what's can you provide any insight into what jimmy garoppolo's headspace is like right now
2: oh I'd love to Chris a little bit, but like you know you got you gotta ask the player you know about his headspace
1: and I'm not in Jimmy's head
2: um, I, I do you. talk to him every once in a while. I'm forced to, but um <laughs> no, I mean like like Mike said J- Jimmy's an adult, um no, he was in New England for a handful of years. he's been with us for a handful of years he gets uh he gets a game of football and now the NFL can be a ruthless business sometimes, and like I said, all you can control is what you put on the tape every single day how you show up. The type of person you are, and then how you play football. You know, that, that's all on you. And you know, he, you know, if we had a guy that showed up uh, and he was a crybaby and you know was complaining about the situation he was put in, he wouldn't be on the team very long. Uh, we don't, we don't really have anybody like that on our team. And we have guys that, like I said, we push each other to be better every single day. We, um, uh, we learn from each other every single day. And you know, that's how you know Jimmy has been. and He's been incredible at that. And um, it's just. Like I said, I'm just happy back on the football field and see uh, my QB just swinging the ball around. And uh, I've really enjoyed that.
1: All right.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: I won't put you through any more quarterback questions. Um, I know you teamed up with USAA and, and ESPN to uh, to offer uh, a look in at your at your home base, and um, I think you're a first time homeowner, right? And you got a, a big piece of property in Nashville, and it looks like you're doing some fun stuff. Uh, maybe selfishly, the the thing that's interesting me over there is you have you're putting together a little golf course. Is that true?
2: Hey, see that's where we get to the real questions—the content that people actually want to talk about here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I do have a. Uh, I'm working on the course. I'm going to expand it. I got a five-hole course right now. Um, I got three par fours, two par threes. The par fours are about 215. Um, so they're short par fours. You can definitely know I'll drive the green, and um, you know instead of a, I don't have a putting green yet. I just have some golf stakes, some golf flags out there, and if you can chip it. And you hit the golf flag, it's actually minus a stroke. So it adds a little, you know, little fun to the game. Nice. Um, so you know, get a couple hole in ones and stuff like that. But the course slow right now. I'm pretty sure is like, uh, is it eight through two rounds? It's pretty exciting. We get after it sometimes.
1: Are you are you like the head designer and groundskeeper, or are you outsourcing all of these roles? How's this How's this golf course coming together?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, the well so it really it was um we were watching the masters during the uh, off season and i was like you know what why don't we just go golf right now so instead of sitting inside watching tv and luckily I have, I have two uh massive lawnmowers and we went out there we mowed my basically the part of the acreage that we wanted to put these holes at and you know made uh, fairways tee boxes and like so we just kind of picked a random spot for the flagpole you know we have nice tee boxes and um, something i'm going to improve upon and hopefully uh, next off season get some turf down for some greens and maybe some turf down for the tee box, but, um, it was kind of just a random decision. And, uh, luckily, uh, uh my father-in-law, uh, he lives on our property with us actually. And he, uh, he does a lot of the mowing for me. I join him once in a while, but he's very good at keeping those fairways short because I do lose a lot of golf balls. I will not lie. That's tough. <laughs> but, um, we find a lot more than we lose actually, which is kind of interesting.
1: So what else have you done on the property? It's, I, I know you have the big giant barn. How, how much how much work did that take? How, how much time did that take for for all of that to come together? And was that was that like the, the only place you worked out in the off offseason? Are you still going to other different different facilities and things like that?
2: Uh, well, so we, we purchased a property, um, in October of last year. So middle of the season, I actually didn't get to see any of the property. My wife just flew back, saw him and said, we need to buy this. And I said, I trust you. And so we did it. <laughs> um, and I was really excited about the barn. Um, I actually, I didn't really know what to expect cause you know photos are tough, but just seeing it in person. So what we did do right when we got it, it we used to be a horse barn. And so there was like dirt on the ground. There's horse, uh, like there's barn sliding doors. Um, And it was, it wasn't insulated. So we put a lot of um, time and effort into insulating the entire barn, pouring cement, moving stuff around, remodeling a lot of the rooms, docking walls down, um, and eventually turned into a three-story workout facility with a full kitchen with a chef, um, like a relaxation room, a yoga, uh, like an entire floor for yoga, uh, a PT facility, um, a massage room. Uh, you know, I've got all the little um, gimmicks and stuff in there. So it's basically an NFL football facility. And I kind of modeled it after, um, you know, what I had with the 49ers, cause I like all the stuff they have for us there. And I got state-of-the-art equipment in there to train and you know, actually looking forward to, uh, I think we're expanding it a little bit this season on, uh, on California. So looking forward to getting back to, uh, it, um, after the season, hopefully, you know, late February and, uh but it's awesome. I, I train there basically, you know, every single day I have to do, um, I don't have a grass for turf field yet. I'm also working on that currently, so I don't have to leave, but did a lot of my speed stuff at uh, Lehman Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, to where my speed guys out of. And, but, uh, like I said, working on having a grass and turf field back at my property. So I don't have to ever leave and uh, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Okay. So as we wrap up here, just tell us why, uh, you know, why you teamed up with USAA and ESPN and um, to, to come out with that short video that you guys put out and, and why, um, why that partnership's important to you.
2: Um, why my partnership with USAA is so important to me is I always think that, um, I feel like members of the military just need to, be, need to be shown more support, need to be shown more support and need, need more love. They really do. And the things that they do, um, you know, for the entire nation uh, while leaving their families behind um, it should not ever go unnoticed and I don't think they should ever not be like applauded for it. And so I always try to team up with, um, you know, USA because I think they do a great job of highlighting military families and like another, like I love tasks because of how they help military families. And if I can, you know, just use, you know, who I am in my platform to help highlight those military families. And I, you know, I think I can help them just a little bit. Um, but the whole point of the, the home base video was just to show how important the home is to people. And, you know, whether you're in the military you know, just, uh, you know, your average, any average everyday person, um, the home means a lot. And it's where you feel safe and it's where your family is. And, um, you know, luckily for me, uh, uh, my wife does a fantastic job. And my family does a fantastic job of wherever we go. You know, they make it feel like home, but it was the first time in Nashville I was actually able to plant roots down and, um, you know, have a full property of myself and with my wife and, uh, watching all the effort and the time that she put into it to make it home, uh, has been awesome and special for us. And, um, It's just been, you know, my life has been impacted a lot uh, by military members, whether it was my grandpa who served in the Air Force or uh, my Uncle Pat, uh, who was um, in the uh, Army National Guard, and um, just seeing how, uh, you know, my cousins, you know, how their lives were affected when he was gone, but then whenever he came home and the love and the joy that he brought back and how grateful he was for every second that he had to live with, you know, the people that loved him the most. and. Uh, it made me realize that you can't really take uh, those moments for granted when it comes to your uh, your family and those around you that love you. he so, you know, definitely gave me an interesting um, outlook on a lot of things, and I've thanked him for that. And so, he's a reason that I definitely um, try to give back as much as I can to bring all military members.
1: I really appreciate that. That's awesome stuff, um, George. I wish you a, uh, a happy and healthy 2021 football season. Um, all the best to you and your teammates, and uh, I'll see you uh, on the practice field Friday.
2: I'll see you tomorrow, man.